Welcome back to It Takes Two. Amy Eiler, J.J. Gordon on the Mighty 790 and 104.7 FM KFGO. Every time I've had Brent Brandt on as a guest, he just casually mentions, should we call up Stephen Tobolowski? Should we see what Tobo's up to? And every time I try and hold my excitement in by going, <laughs> sure, why not? But I'm, I'm tapping my feet along. I could be on Broadway with that. So welcome back to the Mighty 790 and KFGO Airwaves. Stephen Tobolowski, how you doing, Tobo? I am doing good this morning. I am doing very good. And Brent has been torturing me offline, trying to get me prepped for this. And it's been particularly brutal today. We're, we're setting a high bar. We're, we're going to hear a good story from you. But before that, I want you to guess your four top credits on uh, on your IMDb page, all right? You mean the, the four, four that movies. people are interested in? No, no, no. Or, or, <laughs> or the first four? No, not the first four. IMDb has a weird algorithm where for every actor and actress, they put the movies that they think people most associate with that person. And so we actually play a game called Audibles that they'll be playing uh, later today, and they do a, a thing called IMDb Known For. And so it's interesting that you're bringing this up. I mean, I've got some good guesses, but I'm curious, Stephen, what what do you guess are the things that people most know you from? Okay, so what I have to do is, since I don't look at my IMDb page, and and the thing I was going to criticize Brent for strongly is is that I I never know when they put things on the IMDb page, so I don't know the last four. But I would say, obviously, number one, and these are things people come up to me in grocery stores, so they say they know me from this. That's why I'd say IMDb. Number one would be Groundhog Day. I would say. Number two, and we should we should and everybody knows who you are because you are like famous here in Fargo. But yeah, Ned Ryerson, Groundhog Day. Ned Ryerson and Groundhog Day. Recently, I would say Doctor Berkowitz in One Day at a Time, because that, a lot of people have been, were One Day at a Time is very popular, and a lot of people turned that in. I would say that's great. Guess uh, and hold on, but we're doing it's movies by the way. But that's One Day at a Time oh, is great. Is great. Okay, movies. So it's movies. Gosh, okay. So Groundhog Day, I would say one. For sure, yeah. Uh, okay, movies. Um, movies. 1988. Uh, 1988. I would say single white female, maybe. Ooh, I, oh, yeah. I would say, uh, let's see, single white female. I would say, um, oh, I would say Garfield. A lot of people... A lot of kids were really big into the movie Garfield. Where I, I, have, Happy I, have wit- I have personally witnessed 40 people come up to you and recognize you from Garfield. Garfield. And uh, also, I would say movies. Uh, lately, lately, just because of the passing of Alan Parker, who was my mentor and dear, dear, dear director friend, Mississippi Burning. Uh, people come up to me about Mississippi Burning. Uh, but that's an older movie. Uh, so I'm trying to think. Mississippi Burning was your number two, actually. You played Clayton, oh. not a nice man. Clayton Townley. So, so let's see. So we have Groundhog Day, Mississippi Burning. I would say Garfield. Uh, I would say, oh gosh, you know there are a hundred movies I've been. I've been in a hundred movie. The other two, I know you have the, the 287. By the way, the other two are uh, police officers. Police officer. Oh, oh I've, got, I've got a guess. I've got a guess. What is it? 
Is it Thelma and Louise? It's Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise, of course. <laughs> and then I did Black Dog, in which I was an FBI guy. I'm trying to think. Uh, the other one, you had, a, you had a mustache, I think, in this one. A mustache. And I was a Two, police guy. It was guy. 2007. You were a sheriff. I think you were the sheriff of the town. Oh, 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 oh. Um, the, the guys on the motorcycle. That's right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Wild John hogs. Wild, Wild hogs. hogs. I got to tell you, just this is not a new story. This is this is just. Let me just tell you something about John Travolta. Uh, John Travolta is one of the most amazing people on earth. Besides being enormously talented, right? Like brilliant dancer, brilliant singer, brilliant actor. Okay, all that stuff. You know, he's really terrific. Uh, another thing that you probably know is he's a jet pilot. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but at his home, at his home, he has his own private 747. 747 <laughs> at his home. Okay. With a with a runway, and he has a captain always on always on the clock. And uh, I just worked with uh, Ellen Travolta. His sister on uh, two Hallmark movies, two Hallmark Christmas movies, uh, oh. yeah, and she, they would have family events at John's house, and he'd say, "Hey, everybody, want to go to Paris? Let's go!" <laughs> and he would just say, "Walk outside, get on the seven forty-seven, and John and his pilot would take over, and they'd fly to Paris for a couple." Of but that isn't the story I was going to tell you, and this is not the story I was going to tell you, Brent, but. We were shooting in uh, Madras, New Mexico. Wild Hogs, we, we shot a few scenes in Madras, New Mexico. And it was about, God, I want to say the surface temperature was something like 117. <laughs> if, if you measure like off the concrete, they have the sound guys with their temperature thing because they don't want to ruin their equipment. So, so off the pavement, it was like 100, blistering heat. And John and I were in this house that's air conditioned, and we were like just chillaxing and talking until the, they were ready to shoot the next scene. And these girls outside started screaming, We want John, we want John. John looked at me, winked, said, I'll be back. He goes outside, jumps on top of the motorcycle that's parked out there, standing up on the seat of the motorcycle. And he sings. He sings to the girls. And I'm going like, that is one amazing guy. Amazing guy. That's awesome. Yes. You know, so, Tobo, I'm a huge fan of not only the the movies and television shows. You're a writer as well, Stephen Tobolowski. Your books are amazing. But I'm also a huge fan of your podcast, The Tobolowski Files. Now, this is my pitch for The Tobolowski Files. If you listen yes. to the episode where Tobo talks about making wild hogs, there is an amazing story that link, links back to old Hollywood and Tobo's childhood when he meets one of the people who are uh, handling the horses in that movie. Yes, that, that is. And it, I've got. And I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything, but it's it's important. I think that's episode. Is that episode three? I want to think. I believe it but, is. And and I say like. As, not as a spoiler or anything, but to know about my childhood, to set this up, listen to episode two. So first listen to episode two, 
Uh, it, that's actually about a hippopotamus, uh, which is a remarkable true story. And in fact, have have I told the people know the story of bubbles? Oh, uh, yes. We, we talked about the last, yes, <laughs> last yeah, time yes. you were on. And I got to tell you, you know, Stephen, I've listened to that episode. I'm going to no joke a dozen times. And every time I listen to it, it gets funnier and funnier and funnier. And when you start singing the Bubbles song from that elementary school that re- renamed yeah. itself <laughs> after right. Bubbles the Hippo, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so I have an update for you. I was uh, near the beginning of the pandemic. I was in synagogue and it was a morning service, something like that. And some guy came by, who I guess was a fan of the podcast, and he hands me a newspaper article. And it is what happened afterwards with Bubbles. So they had to have, I don't want this to be a spoiler, but they had to have a city council meeting where they decided as to whether they were going to keep the name of the junior high school, Bubbles Junior High School. (laughs) And... It, you, you know, it's a tragic story. It's a tragic story, which which is there. And the city council voted to change the name. So Bubbles Junior High was only a, the real name of this junior high school for a short period of time. So when I wrote that story, it was still Bubbles Junior High. But, but they have since changed it, and now it's just named after a regular person instead of a school in the Los Angeles school area or the Southern California school area that's named after a living hippopotamus. <laughs> that's funny. It's, I'm telling you, if, if you can consume, I mean, the Tobolowski files, you can find it on uh, just about any place that, that you listen to podcasts. I highly recommend them. Uh, they're great episodes. They're They're chunked into these pieces that are very, very easy to take in. And uh, you're just an amazing storyteller, Stephen. And what I think is amazing is people go, oh, I'm sure they're all stories from his television uh, shows and from, from the movies. But you dig into some really um, amazing parts of, uh, of your childhood. I, I know Brent was telling me you've got a, a, new, a new piece, a new story that you're working on that you're going to share a little bit with us. But I think of when you came upon the, the elderly man who had been in the car accident oh, and, God. and telling that story. And it... It's one of those where it's got a, a weird universal appeal because it's about a, a young man being kind of thrust into the world of, of being it, being part of an emergency. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. And there's hours and hours and hours and good stuff like that. And so, uh, as Brent was telling me, you, you got a new – you got a little anecdote, a fun story for I, us? Yeah. Well, what happened was just, just – it's not a big deal, but so you know the origin of the podcast was I had a near-fatal injury, which is one of the stories of the podcast in that I broke my neck in 2008 uh, riding a horse on the side of an active volcano in Iceland. You know, like, what could have possibly gone wrong? So there's like three months where I could not do anything, and my wife Ann had to help me do everything. She had to help me eat. She had to bathe me. God almighty... You know, when you when you get married, God help you if you have to click into that for better or for worse clause. Man, that is heavy dues when you go, baby, this is the worst. You know, this this is what they were talking about. And so 
I have all this time with nothing to do, and I felt I almost died. I, it was a fatal injury, but I lived. So I thought I wanted to write stories so my kids would know who their dad was. So you're right. They are not show business stories. Some of them are. Some of them are about Mississippi burning, some of them, but some of them are about me breaking up with my first love of my life that destroyed, you know, broke my heart. Some of some of them are about my early encounters with bullies, and some are about amazing things like bubbles. But what happened during this pan- during that time? I wrote this document of ideas for stories, and like a week ago, I found it. I found it doing a search on my computer. I hadn't seen it since I wrote it. So I had just been doing all these podcast stories. I think I have 99 now. And I came up with this list of things, and I came across a story that I did not remember it happening, and I thought it was kind of amazing. And and it's not a full story yet, but it's kind of a piece of a story, and you may find it amusing. I don't think it's mentioned anywhere in the podcast, but... A world premiere. World premiere of, of this thing that happened. And it'll probably end up in a story somewhere. So I was doing a movie in North Carolina. And I was staying at a motel. And across the street from me was this big store. And I mean like a Kmart or a, like, bigger than, you you know, it had groceries it had auto supply. It had gardening. I don't know what you call those stores, but it was all under one roof, and it was gigantic. So I thought, well, maybe what I'll do is I will be very studious, and I'll walk over to the grocery store, buy groceries instead of spending all my per diem on restaurants, bring the groceries home, and I, I will be virtuous. So I go over to the grocery section of this huge, humongous store, and I'm going down the aisles, and there I see a display for Crapple. Crapple. (laughs) C-R-A-P-P-L-E. Crapple, the cranberry apple juice. And and I'm going like, God, that's the worst name of a product I've ever heard in my life. But it was, uh, so it was like things of juice, and it was a, a display says, try, uh, you know, a crapple a day, a crapple a day. And I'm going like, this is horrible. This is, this is amazing. The cranberry apple juice. So I, I, I went home, I bought my stuff. I went home and I called Annie up on the phone and I said, baby, I was just in this store and I, I saw a crapple and she go crapple. <laughs> and I said, you know, the cranberry apple juice. <laughs> And she goes, no, I, I've never heard of Crapple. That's the worst name of a product I ever thought. Did you buy any? And I go, no, God, I'm so stupid. Of course, I should have bought Crapple. <laughs> so I, I shoot the next day. I shoot the next day, and I make a beeline over for the store, and the Crapple display is gone. And all the crapple is gone. So I'm going, walking through this enormous store, and I go, where's the manager? I need to talk to the manager, please. And they point me to, to this guy. Excuse me. Um, I, was looking, I was looking for your crapple. 
<laughs> and he goes, what? <laughs> and I said, you know, the cranberry apple juice. He says, crapple? <laughs> he says, I've never heard of such a product. <laughs> I said, well, you sold it in your store, so you must know about crapple. It was here. You had a huge display here yesterday. He said, well, I will talk to some of the grocery people and see. And I see the guy go off and he's talking to these guys and the guys are like looking at me and they're like shaking. No, like what? And the guy came back. He says, I don't know what you're talking about, but I have never heard of Crapple. It's the worst name for a product. And, and we never sold it in this store. And I'm going, OK, so now I, am I in the area of hallucination? <laughs> so I go back and I'm shooting the, the movie. The, uh, the show, and I start telling the people on the set you know, at lunchtime, I said, you know, have you guys ever had any crapple? <laughs> and they're all looking at me, and the, this one guy at the end of the table said, did you say crapple? And I go, yes, the cranberry apple juice. He said, where did you see crapple? I said, at the big store. He said, you saw it? He says, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. So this is the deal with Crapple. This guy at the end of the table was a film student at the local college in New, uh, North Carolina. He and his guys were shooting their, you don't call it a thesis, but, but their, their final end-of-semester project. They were shooting a film, and one of the props for this film was Crapple, that they were doing a thing that takes place in a grocery store. And they figured this store was so huge that they would be able to set up their set, shoot their scenes, and get it out of there before anyone even noticed because the store was so gigantic. So that was what Crapple was. Crapple was part of a set of a student film and the moral of this part of the story is never trust filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> they are the lowest of the low. Stephen Tobolowski, uh, an amazing actor, uh, a phenomenal writer, and one heck of a podcaster. Always a joy to have you on KFGO. Thanks for sharing us uh, with us the, the saga that is Crapple. Yes, sir. And remember, it's the cranberry apple juice. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was good stuff right there. Always fun. Brent, thank you for bringing your friends on. This is so much fun. Thanks, Tobo. You bet, Brent.